Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woo as Fuck. This episode is actually one of the very first episodes that we ever recorded, and it was so much fun to revisit for me in the edit because I did not remember any of the stuff that we discussed um, in the past, and it was so much fun because I got to be the listener and really experience it the same way that you guys are going to be today. This week we are discussing energy being high and low and jumping back and forth and the way that we were feeling in that moment, and it's something that I think a lot of us could relate to. We also discuss grounding and shielding, a little bit about our dreams and the way that we see the world moving forward, and it's it's a really fun episode, so I hope that you guys all enjoy it as well. Because this is one of our first episodes, we did not provide um, what we've been doing in the last several with a little bit of homework um, or tools for your toolbox. So this week, I am going to encourage you to look at your own grounding and shielding exercises and try to do something that feels intuitively right to you. So I hope that you guys enjoy this. I hope that you're all having a wonderful week and let's get into it. It's Megan. And this is Lissa. This is woo as fuck. (laughs) We'll get better at that eventually. Yeah, we'll get better at it. It's a little awkward at first, but you know, we'll get there. So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling all over the place. It's also incredibly hot right now in my apartment. Yes, I hate the heat. It's made me so miserable. (laughs) Is it hot where you are? Yes, it's in the 90s. Um, and it, it just, I can't, I don't do hot. I don't do it well. I'm not my best self. Same. Are you, okay, so I've been up and down and all around. And this week alone, I would say, like multiple points of some of just really incredible, amazing experiences. And then multiple points of just getting my ass handed to me. Yes, I am right there with you. I keep going back and forth. And uh, and sometimes it's not even back and forth. I'm experiencing these feelings simultaneously where it feels like I am excited and ready to go and um, in my highest timeline and super awake and doing all of the things. And then at the same time, I feel like, don't touch me. I don't want to move. Everything sucks. (laughs) just super low vibe. Um, and it's, it's almost like my body is, uh, anxious. It's how it feels when I like think about how it feels in the body. It's just this anxious, weird energy that is everything all together at the same time. Yeah. Everything all at once. That's a trip that you explain it that way. Cause I think that that's a really good distinction, like how the body's feeling versus how you're feeling emotionally, Versus how you're feeling mentally. Cause I would say like mentally lot, like in terms of thoughts, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Emotionally. I'm very confused about how humans feel things. <laughs> and then physically I go from feeling really healthy and well and great 
to, um, tired, very tired, very quickly. Yes. I am right there with you on that one. How do you, what do you do? Um, sitting it. Yeah. I've just been letting myself experience it. I ask why I'm feeling that way or kind of what might be the trigger or the source of it. Um, Sometimes it's not really my feeling and I have to release it. Sometimes I'm just triggered because I'm, you know, working for myself again for the first time in a while and going through some various stressors, which is amazing and awful at the same time. But once you kind of recognize, or at least for me, once I recognize the feeling and sit in it and let myself feel the feelings, if it's what I need to do to process it, I'm right back to being, you know, on the higher timeline and so blessed and wonderful and doing all of the things for it. Yeah. And that, so you were saying too, that, um, that you're feeling both the highest and the lowest simultaneously. And I want to say that that feeling's mostly in my knees. I don't know why. I just feel the need to tell you that. Is in your knees? <laughs> like that vibrational, like feeling of like being hot, super high energy and really low energy and, um, feeling awake and asleep at the same time. When I think about that anxious feeling in my body, it's in my knees. That's really interesting because I took a, um, I'm a, I took a Reiki level one course, um, and was attuned. Technically, I guess I could practice Reiki, although I don't, um, I do energy play, but I don't do anything professionally, uh, with Reiki. But in that course, uh, we were, we were taught that the knees represent forward movement, like literally moving forward in life and similar with the ankles so that when there's problems, I could be butchering this too. I did. I took this course five years ago, but when there's issues or resistance in our knees or in our ankles, a lot of times that can be about fear, literally stepping forward, like in the next step, which lines up literally with what you just said. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely is in line with what I'm talking about. How has it been feeling in your body? She's getting called out now. Um, Ooh, you asked the question. No, no, I mean, I'm getting, no, yeah, I'm, I'm acknowledging that, but it's just a, you're, you're asking, I'm getting stumped because I'm recognizing I've been disassociating from my body. Um, it's good to recognize it though. Um, it's really easy to overlook whenever you're disassociating because well, you're disassociated with your body. Hugely. I think this week, um, wow. Thank you for that. Thank you. That's really helping me drop in and pay attention because this week, uh, I've really been focused on emotional triggers that are from like childhood wounding and like young adulthood, things that I've never dealt with that were just repressed specifically, um, feeling, uh, enough and feeling like I can, tr like I can trust. I, we already talked about this a little bit, but, um, in working through emotional triggers, I tend to miss the body component, um, it's so interesting. So I would say that I feel it in my chest and in my breathing, but get this, you just helped me have this epiphany. Huh? Wow. So rather than experience the physical discomfort of recognizing that I'm carrying this grief in my chest and in my lungs, which I can actually feel as I'm talking about it, I will develop breathing problems and then become anxious so I'll experience it as an emotion as opposed to a sensation in my chest. So I'll make it into something even bigger than it is. Oh, that's really interesting. I wonder how often we're all doing that. 
where we're having some sort of physical reaction or processing it as a totally different emotion because we're not recognizing it. Oh my God. And I'm seeing, I'm literally seeing like, as that happens, what we can do, what I am doing, but what we also have the potential to do is, so if I'm feeling an emotion, a trapped emotion from when I was 14 and I'm currently experiencing that emotion again as a means of release, when it gets trapped in that area and I create a narrative about it saying I'm anxious and then I look to my physical reality for reasons to be anxious, I'm carrying, no, that's not, I'm I'm then again repressing that emotion because you're not creating the release for it to move through. This is all my personal opinion, but I feel like I can see it that way. So then all of a sudden now it's about something in front of you as opposed to the thing it really is, which doesn't exist in this current space time. That makes perfect sense. And I definitely do that. I think my most common manifestation of it would either be a migraine, which makes me want to shut down and not do anything instead of processing it. I just turn my brain off or um, like you, anxiety. And I'll, I'll often look for the trigger. What is making me anxious? And then those thought spirals, those thoughts. And I really do believe I was watching a YouTube video about this today. I really do believe that. Okay. So there are higher dimensional beings here helping us all of the time. They're here, they're a frequency and we can access it. When we are vibrating, vibrating is not the right word, but when we're resonating with a certain frequency, we are able to sort of like those, uh, seeing eye pictures that you hold up close to your nose and then you, what is it called? Crazy eye. Do you know what I'm talking about? The, where there's usually some sort of color and a white image within it. And then you close, like you stare at it for a certain period of time. And then when you close your eyes, you see the image in reverse. Yeah. Or it like pops out. No. Oh no, actually. I mean, um, the ones where the image is hidden amongst a bunch of pixelated layers and depending on I just know that as um, like doing eye therapy or colorblindness tests because I'm an old lady with blind eyes. Are you colorblind? I'm a little bit colorblind, which I actually didn't know until last year because of a TikTok, which is so silly. I'm in design, though. I work with color. um, That's like what I get paid to do. And I realized there was a colorblindness test on a TikTok and I failed it. And so it prompted me to dig into it further and, and do more tests. And, and I have a little bit of a, an issue seeing blues. What, what do you see blues as? I think they're blue. I don't know. Apparently I'm seeing them wrong. Wait, whoa, this is fascinating. So how do you see? <laughs> I guess you couldn't describe that then. Okay, well then this is... So this yeah, is it's exactly- really difficult for me to describe. I see blues as blues. I think it's a lovely, beautiful color. I think that I see blue correctly, but apparently... I'm not super colorblind, but there, there's definitely some issues with me seeing it the way that the rest of the world believes that blue, sh- blue should be viewed. So that's such a perfect analogy for this resonance idea, because you see what you perceive as blue, and then the blue shows up for you in that way. But other people are perceiving it the way that they've agreed to see it which is a different way. All you know is that it's not the same way you see it. So when we're resonating at these frequencies that are uh, 
higher, not better, but higher frequencies, we can become aware of, of things. And a lot of those being, you know, higher dimensional beings who are here and available to assist us. Now, at the same time, as above, so below, everything's equal and opposite. I think that at the same time, when we are uh, accessing lower resonant frequencies, same thing. I think that, you know, low, and I don't want to say lower um, entities because I don't want to assign good or bad to it, but I just think that it's sort of like a friend group, right? Like you have your friends that hype you up, like you're, you're incredible, right? So every time I talk to you, I get hyped up. I'm excited about life. I leave the conversation feeling better than when it started. And you and I really feed off each other's energy in a positive way. And then there's other people in my life that when I talk to them, it just kind of drains me and I don't feel so good afterwards. And, um, this all exists in the, in the realms that we can't see as well, existing as energy. So when you were talking about the good and the bad existing at the same time, I feel like we also have equal access to these, these frequencies that are really varying in nature and have completely different outcomes, but can present as the same circumstance. Absolutely. I, I think that's happening a lot more frequently too right now. And it could be because everybody's waking up and we're all kind of working through this collective gunk at the same time. But I've been jumping back and forth recently way more than I ever have in my entire life. Usually I would go days, weeks being in, on one path or another. And right now I can go minutes sometimes, it feels like. That's really reassuring to hear because same, uh, back and it feels very bipolar kind of energy where you're like, am I, am I okay? <laughs> but, um, but then you get the guidance and the love and support. And so you know that you're okay, but it is very confusing. It, it really is. And I hope that everybody else who's going through this has someone else to validate their feelings so they don't also feel like they're losing it because I have absolutely had a few minutes over the last week or so where I've thought, am I just crazy? <laughs> um, not because of anything that I feel or I believe, but just how quickly I've gone back and forth on, I am a badass bitch and I am doing it and I'm in line and one with the universe. And I just have to make my wants and needs known and they'll come to me. And then the next minute thinking, well, I kind of feel like a piece of shit and I'm just going to work for the man for the rest of my life and exist like everybody else. This, this feels so much to me like when, uh, like a, like a child who has divorced parents and has two different homes. Cause I'm thinking of the, as you were talking, all I could see was the grid space and I could see the old grid space and the new grid space, which aren't necessarily like one didn't just exist and the other one doesn't. But in the, in my mind's eye right now, I'm seeing two different grid spaces existing and you is like a little bloop of light that's bouncing from, from one to the next. And I think it's because in this process, yeah, man, in, oh, I can feel that energy in the process of creating this new grid space for our hearts. And I, I pulled some cards while you were talking to, which is crazy. I'll tell you what they are. But um, when we create this new grid space, I think that we still, we exist in both places. This is, I'm, I'm getting like downloads on clarification about what we're experiencing as you were talking, which is basically 
Uh, the reason we're not going back and forth, we're doing exactly what you said that we're doing. This is full blown channel now that there are two grids existing simultaneously that one is the based on the development of another or like the, I don't have the right word yet, but the evolution, one is the evolution of another that is focused in universal love. So when we're existing in that grid space as a soul being in terms of our energy, meaning where we resonate, things are really good. Wow, this is huge. But, but that's where we're moving to. And the place we currently exist, that we still exist, is not that energy. It's based in duality. So it makes perfect sense then that we get popped back to the consciousness of where we've been the majority of our lives. And then we kind of blip in, blip out. But I'm not seeing that be the same as falling asleep and waking up. I'm seeing that as being equivalent to like, like a, like a child who is awake and knows that their spiritual being can still go between both parents' house and have, and try and maintain their own stability and internal balance while dealing with the external chaos from both sides. What do you, what do you, what are your thoughts? I think that makes perfect sense. It's my brain is processing it as if there was a software developer and they were creating a new version of an application. And while you're getting the new version stable and you're releasing the bugs and patches, sometimes you have to revert back to the old version to make those updates. That's such, that's a good. But that's one. how my brain processes things. That's so interesting. So when you see things in your mind's eye, how do you see them? Because for me, it's um, concepts, and I want to say images, but I don't actually see it in images. It's more like, like if someone taught me something, and then I just understand the meaning of it, and then I create the image to describe it. How how does it work for you? So I definitely do err toward the side of like clear cognizance where I just know things. Um, but I also do have some images. Um, it, they aren't clear. A lot of times it feels fuzzy and like I'm understanding the concept or the vibe of what I'm seeing. Like I might see the color blue, but I interpret it as um, a lovely space to sit next to the ocean with the breeze coming in. Like it's a feeling that I interpret that small visual cue from. That makes me wonder too, if this whole colorblindness thing actually benefits you because you can see or you can deal with color more intuitively as opposed to 3D. Uh, maybe, I don't know. It's... It's not a full spectrum color blindness, but I definitely have never noticed an issue with it. But I also regularly interpret or associate colors with feelings or vibes or vibrations or experiences the same way that people would do that with smells, I would think, or songs. It's so funny as I literally light a lavender candle. <laughs> In this moment, um, you said smells and songs. What do you, do the colors stay consistent in the vibes or does it change? Typically, yeah, they would stay pretty consistent, though if I'm relating it to a certain project, sometimes colors 
lose favor with me if maybe a specific client used that color a lot and I had a less than ideal interaction with them. (laughs) Dang, that crosses over so much into how we deal with energy, people's energy. Do you think that we can use, I'm thinking of what you're saying and I'm feeling like there are solutions there in terms of, I want to call it being at the split, but that's not the way I'm experiencing it in this moment. What, oh, actually I know I'll tell you about a dream because that makes sense in what we're talking about right now. And what I'm talking about is this split that is multiple frequencies existing at once that we're resonating with and or not resonating with. Um, I had a dream last night and I don't usually remember my dreams or I haven't been recently. I had a dream last night that I was walking on snow and, uh, I can hear the snow crunchies. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite sounds in the entire world is the sound of feet walking on snow and that fresh crunch. I never hear that. It doesn't snow in California. Well, I mean, it snows all over California, but not where I am. Um, Yeah, it was definitely fresh snow and it was very snowy and it was wintry and I was all bundled up and I'm pretty sure I was walking alone or there was a group of us and I was way far in front of people. I'm not sure which, but I saw wolves wolves off to the left-hand side and they started walking towards me and they were so majestic and beautiful and I sat down where I was And then one of them came up and I was cross-legged and I just put my hands on the back of him and started petting like his, uh, his back end and his tail. And he was very fluffy. And then three other wolves came and one stood and then eventually laid down in each direction. And I could see from a bird's eye view that there was a wolf blocking every single path. And then, um, out to the left where the wolves had come from, there was a group of people and it looked as though they wanted to approach me or come towards me, but they weren't making any moves or coming near me at all because I had these wolves in each direction. And something about, I don't know how to put it into words, but I think something about that is a really good explanation and representation about how like the culmination of all of this I guess today's going to be all, this is so interesting. No wonder I didn't pull a bunch of cards before because everything's just coming through as channeled. That we are being told to really hold steady right now and learn how to function, uh, how to, how to, how to um, access, utilize, tune these, the ability to resonate with certain frequencies internally that we need to stay put literally in our lives. And which is so, I mean, just recently I was talking about go where you feel called, but I mean, not necessarily in physical space time, but like stay where you are in terms of your personal development and really look at all the pieces before moving forward. Because if you don't do that, and this might just be for me personally, this is what I'm going through. But if you don't do that, then you can hinder where you're going hugely. I mean, for example, who's to say that those individuals weren't going to hurt me in that dream. And that if I would have walked around the wolves and taken away that safety net, that they wouldn't have, you know, that there wouldn't have been a negative experience or positive. I don't know, but the wolves felt, it felt very much like being just protected and told to just relax 
and pay attention. I think that makes perfect sense because right now we are exponentially going forward in our journey and it we need a good foundation in order to build and grow and access our new things and come online with new things because if you aren't understanding yourself or your process or working through the trauma that you need to work through or understanding why or how you pick up on energies the way that you do, then if something were to come online, you, would, you wouldn't be able to process it the same way as if you had done the work. Also, I'd like to point out that your first assumption was that they might hurt you. Oh, the people. The people, yeah. I thought that, and how interesting that the wolves, I'm like totally chill with wolves coming up to me and I'm like, oh, I'll just sit down right here. <laughs> and then it's because you trust animals more than you trust people. Hugely. Yeah, that's a really good lesson on trust. Absolutely, because I, oh, and you know why? Wow, that's a deep lesson. Wow. <gasps> Ooh, oh, man, two years of therapy and three words. Um. Animals don't wear masks. They don't mask their emotions. That's very true. Animals are always genuine to what they're feeling in the moment. And you will know very clearly how they feel. And that's, that's exactly what it is. Cause that's my trust issues is that I'm afraid people are masking how they're really feeling because it's all projection and mirroring. Um, one of the, one of these cards that I did pull when you were talking earlier is a woman literally surrounded in a circle of selenite. And it says selenite, purification, moon magic, and energy shield. And I, in addition to what you're saying, what you were saying uh, reminded me again about your analogy of updating software on a phone and how uh, if it's not ready to go, you might get glitches, just like you might have to go back and use the old program because you might, you know, if you click too many things at once, then you just, the whole process is slower. Um. I think it's inc- I think it's really important right now that we recognize as we have ac- we already just talked about this but as we have access to the higher frequencies we have access to the lower frequencies which is not good or bad it's just difference but that it's important to learn how to protect our energy because when we swing in the way that we swing, we make ourselves available to everything in the spectrum we're swinging in. So when we're swinging into a state of bliss, we're making ourselves receptive to all of the uh, channels of bliss that are opening up to us. And because it's bliss, that's going to feel great. And we're going to reach in all of the directions that that bliss manifests. And that will be a wonderful experience for our soul and our spirit. When we're in a state of anxiety or fear, the same thing is available. All these channels of anxiety and fear will open up to us. And that is where it's in that. This is where we, we can kind of change the paradigm because that's where you go. Oh, okay. This is where I am now. And you set up that circle of protection so that you can recognize when you're in that place. And instead of reaching for the, the fear and anxiety that's in your reality and available for you to attach the feeling to in the, in the 3d, so for example, I'm, if I'm feeling anxious, rather than sitting in the anxious thought, it, I am quick to look in my environment and see what is causing me to feel anxious. That is the opposite of protecting myself. That is manifesting 
more anxiety and justifying the anxiety that I currently feel as opposed to, I could literally just in that moment go, is this mine? And if it is, what is the depth? What is the source? And what can I do about it? I think that it's really important to remind everyone right now to check your energy. Is it yours? Is your, are you, because we're all coming online with new things and we're all throwing our energy out to everyone because we don't have control over it and we're picking up on everyone else's. Um, ask yourself, is it your energy? And then remember to ground yourself and shield yourself. Can because- you tell can you, I'm sorry, but can you be specific? Because I've heard a lot of people describe that different ways. And I think that you're really good in the way that you give descriptions. When you say ground yourself and shield yourself, what specifically, like, does that mean for you? For me personally, it changes in the moment based on how I feel, but the process always involves me doing a body scan for the grounding. I'm doing a body scan And then I connect to the earth in some way, which it could be through roots. It could be through, um, sometimes I've done like light, I've done water, I've done fire. It's really intuitive based on what I need in the moment. And then I always connect um, to above as well. And again, that varies based on what element or thing that I'm using to visually represent or physically, however you want to interpret it. Um, how I'm connecting those two. And then I always have the streams run through my body. So um, for grounding, I always picture um, but from above, you know, from the higher connection, I have it coming down through my head, all the way down my spine, and then out the soles of my feet. And then for the earth's energy that I ground to, um, it goes up the other foot and then out the head. So it's kind of like I'm getting washed inside. <laughs> that and, feels so nice to think about. Yeah. So it's like it's like a good energetic cleanse um, slash you're connecting and you're you're um, releasing things that don't belong to you and you're bringing in energy to kind of fill your cup back up. And then for shielding, that varies um, based on need or mood for me. Sometimes it's simple as I say, oh, yeah, I need to shield myself. And then I'm just intentional about like there being my personal bubble. And like I I know what the regulations are, but I don't have to go through and do it. And sometimes I'm really specific about there is, you know, this specific kind of shield. It's this color. It's this large. Um, These people can get in and like setting up specific people who are allowed um, or energies or vibes. Um, Sometimes um, one of the things that I've been recently doing is um, if anybody sends any energy to me, I've been having my shield um, process the energy. Like if it's something negative, I've been doing a process where like if they are feeling something negative and they're trying to put that negativity toward me, it's not put back to them but it rather like a mirror is a reflection to them, but it helps them process it, which I know isn't my burden to take on, but it's felt really natural recently. That I can feel what you're talking about as you speak. Like I'm kind of, my body just immediately started doing light language as you were talking. Um, and uh, apparently my body knows how to shield myself, even if my mind doesn't. <laughs> but um, 
that feels really good because it's staying in integrity and also being in service. So it, uh, it's, it's more, it's more loving and more compassionate because rather than, you know, punching somebody back, that's punching you, you're saying that caused me pain. Um, you just punched me <laughs> and then they can just sit with that and see it, you know, in terms of an energetic shield, obviously it's yeah. not literal like I, that. I never would want to send anyone harm. I more than anything would just want them to understand intentionally what they're sending out, I think would be more important to me. Right. Well, that sounds like that's exactly what that does though. And, uh, cause I've heard a lot of energy workers, well, actually m- that's the only time I've ever heard that. I, I hear either sending the energy back to where it came from or inviting it into the light, you know, to be combined with, with all that is so that it can sort of just dissipate and resonate with the frequency of love or go back to where it came. I guess that also would work. I've just haven't ever considered it. That just felt like the natural way to do it. But I also typically go off into intuition. Yeah. I think that that's a really important third option though, that people don't know about, which is you can also just stand in integrity and in alignment and serve as that mirror for people to just look at whatever's being, wow. So that shield would probably be a, a literal mirror then. Do you make it out of a mirror when you do it that way? It's kind of like a, do you know the mirrors that are in, I don't know, like police stations, the the mirror glass? Yeah. Oh, the two-way. Look the two-way, mirror. two-way mirror. That's it. That's what I usually, in my mind, kind of make them out of. And they're usually purple. Um, and then how fancy or big they are just depends on the mood. When I'm doing it. I'm just getting down. I'm getting so much hits that the, this is my guide, my guides, my spirit, everything's telling me that this is so that these are tools that we've been living our lives, uh, being taught to brush our teeth and brush our hair and wash our face and take a shower. And that if we truly wish to exist where we say we wish to exist in the emotional space of love, harmony, peace, connection, integrity, alignment, all of that, these types of regular practices, and I don't mean daily in terms of time because time's not linear, but these practices in terms of intention and regularity, like how often you're interacting with them are going to be really important that eventually we won't need them in the way we need them now. But right now, especially for whatever reason, maybe because of the stars or whatever's going on astrologically, but that that making these things regular, regular, regular part of your day-to-day life is, is important. And it's okay if you don't do it for a while, if it doesn't feel in line with what you want. I know sometimes I will go a few days without meditating or grounding or doing anything But whenever I feel like it's time to do it or I have that hit in my intuition, I make sure to do it in that moment. And because time isn't really linear, you could go back and protect yourself. That's really okay. So there's another cool tool that I've never thought of. Uh, Ooh, time travel is one of my favorite topics, too. So then if you are, let's say it's been a week and um, you haven't done any sort of grounding or energy protection or self-care and you're, you know, you're completely drained and depleted, then when you do do the work of grounding yourself and protecting yourself and filling your cup, 
you could take into account the amount of time that you haven't been doing that and the energy that's felt then, and then send love and all of the protection that you're cultivating in that moment to your past self in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, but make sure that you're not approaching it from a place of shame. Mm. Like you should have been doing that. Um, Mm. Because that's definitely not what it's about. Just if you happen to go through a period of time or you haven't done it in a while and it feels right in the moment because maybe you had an icky interaction with someone and they might have been hanging on energetically with you for a while, then definitely do it or whatever feels like it's in alignment with you. But don't ever come at something with the intention of, I'm a bad person, I should have done that and I didn't, so let me do it now. Yeah, I think, wow. We're not about shoulds here. Programming's deep. What's that? I said, we're not about shoulds here. No, definitely. Shoulds a strong word. I, ha- I have an ex that, uh, one, of, one of my favorite things he said was, uh, should the strong word that implies necessity. So anytime, um, he was a communication ninja, this man. And anytime I would make an offhanded comment, like, um, you know, you should really pay your phone bill before it's too late or whatever. He would say, he would come back at me with should, should implies necessity. Are you saying it's necessary for me to do that right now? Or are you just expressing your opinion about what I, what you think you want me to do? something along those lines. And I, that always stuck with me because should does imply necessity. And are you like, what expectations are you placing on yourself? And are they even your want? Is it even something that you want, you know, or is it just literally based on what someone else thinks you should be? And you've just adopted that. Yeah. And my experience almost every time as I've been observing my own relationship with shoulds, almost every time that I catch myself, saying I should or feeling like I should be doing something it, for, for me specifically, it's directly related to shame and mm-hmm. some sort of societal programming. I should be productive in this moment. I should be working on myself more. I should be doing X, Y, or Z. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's almost always rooted in shame for me personally. I'm thinking about how that relates to what we were just talking about in terms of energy protection and how we can really reframe it and start to set a new, everyone's setting a new narrative, but how we can support the new narrative by saying things like, um, you know, we encourage you to protect yourself right now because the energies are like the, the, opposing forces are equally available. Yes. Well, you know, protecting your energy could be really beneficial because if you do, it's going to allow you more opportunity to magnify the positive aspects in your life. But yeah, you don't have to do anything. You can literally do nothing and be a happy, healthy, thriving individual. But it seems like so many of us right now are really just stepping up to the plate when it comes to putting in the work uh, on ourselves. And I think it's so interesting how the, the 3D programming that's guilt and shame based and obligation based and codependent then literally bleeds into how we work on our own self-development. Yeah, it's generations of programming where they have had to put us all in some sort of place of shame and guilt and responsibility 
to survive. So it's deeply, deeply ingrained. Every single industry, when you look at it, and when you really look at it, is deeply rooted in some sort of profit off of your guilt, shame, and obligation. That, that's hugely true. And I think that's, that's all from the core belief that we have to have money to survive, which is true. true. In <laughs> yeah, but it's true in the current paradigm, right? But we also don't yet have an understand. I mean, I have to say I'm a privileged individual. I'm a privileged individual. I've lived a privileged life. Like I have, um, I have access to resources and I was born in, you know, Northern California. There's so much available to me that other people don't have. So I think it's really important to acknowledge like, uh, where I am like, but at the same time, just literally opening our minds to the idea that abundance doesn't mean money is really helpful in allowing us these alternate avenues of abundance that can produce more money that we didn't even think of. Um, you know, like, uh, like, you know, those, those light bulb shower moments that you have where you're like, Oh my God, I didn't even think almost daily. Yeah. <laughs> what have what, anything come to you in the shower recently? Uh, things I've texted you about specifically relating to you and, and your partner. Yeah. Shower epiphanies are crazy to me because I wake up and uh, I'm still half asleep. And then I swear, I feel like I take a shower and I get all these downloads and all these epiphanies and I walk out a different person. And then it's hilarious because my, my well, you're partner- you're cleansing yourself energetically as well as physically. I like that. That would be a good visual uh, meditation to do to picture like this. Sh- I've, I've heard this from someone else before. I don't know who, but uh, to envision the water being like a golden light that's cleansing you as you're, as you're showering. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about golden water and I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, gold, golden light filling you up, cleansing you. And then you can have your negativity literally going down the drain or those things that no longer serve you. And that's when the, and that's when the epiphanies come. I really think, and that's like the seeing eye, like the magic eye, uh, game. All it takes is dropping the things that are weighing us to these denser energies to pop up and see like, what, what this has been here all along. To me, it's it literally equivalent. I had a, a check in my car for $600 from a dentist that I didn't know about. That was a reimbursement from insurance. And it sat in my car for weeks, maybe even months. And I did an affirmation um, and a prayer and uh, an intention to stop trying to manifest and instead focus on the abundance that already is. And I shit you not, the next mother freaking day, I got an impulse to clean out the trunk of my car, which I have not done in months. And somehow didn't throw away this bill that looked like well, the check that looked like, you know, one of those like credit card offers or whatever. And, uh, and I opened it and then there it was. So literally just like those shower epiphanies, you know, like when you make the space available, then it can be there. It can exist in your reality. As far as the money abundance thing goes, I definitely think that we're going to move away from it. 
But for me personally, I have some limiting beliefs and I don't know how to face them at this time about what life looks like without currency being at the root of it because we've been conditioned. It's been the way that it's operated and I can feel it. I have this feeling about how it works and how everyone's taking care of one another and everything. But basically in order to get to that point, we have to overthrow and burn down capitalism. And I really want to feel like that is realistic and doable and yes, yes, yes. But also it's always been there. Well, okay, hold on. There's layers to what you're saying. Capitalism hasn't always been here and money hasn't always been here. No, I'm talking about in our current lifetime. Oh, I get you. Okay. But what you're saying, this is really interesting because what you're saying is not how I'm, I'm seeing it. And I think that that could be part of the block is that it's this or that, like it's either money or no money. And the way that, that I interpret it, cause I do have, um, an experience. So I went to Burning Man for five years and that was a huge part of my life. And, um, clearly this life is not Burning Man, but one of the things about that community, especially the years that I went, I went, um, 2007 through 2010. And then I went back in 2014, I believe, but the economy there, at least when I went in the late two thousands were, uh, it's trade. Everything's trade or gift, not even trade really. It's just gift. And manifestation magic is very real there in that there's no money. Again, this is how it was. I don't know if it's how it is. There's no money out there. The only thing that you would bring money for is ice or coffee. If you wanted to buy coffee at center camp and, um, I've had experiences. Okay. Well, I can actually tell you a specific story. There was a couple that came to my camp one year, who had just been pulled over by the police and their RV was confiscated because the individual who was driving the RV was intoxicated and they were taken to the Gerlach jail and made bail and were able to come back to Burning Man knowing I I don't, I never knew what happened to these people. If they are, if they ever listen to this, (laughs) find me on Instagram. I want to know what happened. Follow up. But they, yeah, they, um, so it was a guy and his girlfriend and they were intoxicated when they came to our camp, but their, get this, their, their RV had been caught, had been taken. They didn't have anything. They were now going to be in the desert for a week, no tent, no food, no water, no nothing. And there were, you know, all kinds of things in that trailer or in the uh, RV that they had that was taken that was probably going to mean some legal stuff for them on the other end. So, um, I mean, yeah, if you're going to Burning Man. Yeah. They, and so they were in for it and they were stressing about it. And he comes into our camp, rolls around on the dirt, falls asleep. And, uh, you know, we were kind of jackasses at the time and made fun of him. But at the same time, we made sure that he had baby wipes. We made sure that he had water. We made sure that he knew where center camp was. We made sure that he understood like his, like where he was physically in the space. Like how, I think it might've been his first time there. I don't know. But that environment is you go there and you just openly and freely give with no expectation, literally for no other reason than it feels good to give. The actual process of giving 
feels amazing. So when you're there, you can literally say something. I'm not kidding you. You can say something like, universe, please provide me with a watermelon. And if you say it loud enough, truly, within Someone a short Someone will provide time, you with a watermelon. Exactly. All you have to do is make your needs known. That's it. Now, if it was an unrealistic need or something that's egotistical or something that's based in the sacrifice of another person, it's probably not going to show up in that experience. But anything that's in alignment really would and, and magic can happen in that way. So when I think of us moving into an, an, into an economy with no money, I think that the word economy also goes away because it turns into things being an energy exchange where rather than money, it's just we're voicing our needs and then our, our needs are being met one by one, situation by situation, and that it happens so slowly over time that we just look up and then one day we realize, oh, huh, how long have we been doing it this way? As opposed to burn down, you know, but I'm also not arsenal energy at all. I'm very much care bear, love like everyone and have a hard time expressing anger. So I think that that has a lot to do with how I interpret how these changes may go as well. I'm not super arsenal either because I have the ability to see perspectives that aren't my own. So a lot of times, even if I'm really angry about a situation or really angry at a person, Within a matter of minutes, I've worked through what they likely were feeling or how they might have interpreted it based on their own personal experience. And so it's difficult for me to hang on to anger or to be angry, which is actually a topic that we were going that I was going to suggest that I just remembered was talking about anger and like a sacred rage and how that makes you feel. Like, is it comfortable for you or is it really uncomfortable? Because for me, it's really uncomfortable. It's just, it's, you and I have so many similarities. It's, it's incredibly uncomfortable for me as well. I'm so grateful to have you in my life truly, because it feels as though you and I connect on so many levels that other people don't, um, understand. And I think so many of us right now are finding true soul family, like soul, soul family where, and I'm seeing this happen with other friends as well, where I, I meet, um, like I just met, uh, one of my boyfriend's, uh, friends, the other day over the weekend. And it was like, whoa, like there's just a resonance. Like I can see the resonance that this person, like your soul plays the same song, you know, like it's just such a beautiful thing. And I feel like yours and mine are, are on the same frequency, but, um, anger <clears throat> as I, as my throat chakra blocks up. <laughs> yeah, mine did as well. I just had to take a big drink of water because it feels tight. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that you and I hit the same wall with that where, I want to cry. Wow. Talk about blocks. I want to cry thinking about it. When you understand, when you understand why someone's angry, um, no, see, I can't even make it first person. When I understand why yeah. somebody's angry, I then feel as though I do not have the right to have, excuse me, that's not what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm, when I understand why someone else is doing the thing that they did that made me angry. There we go. I was missing a piece there. When, when I understand someone's reasoning behind something that has, that's directly related to my experience of anger, the way I said it made it sounds like they caused my anger, but then I feel as though I have no right to be angry because I can see it from their perspective. And instead of staying in my energy and staying in my power, 
I completely give it away because it doesn't feel good to be angry. And then I understand the other person's perspective. So it just, what I thought it did is it just goes away. And now I'm recognizing it gets repressed very literally. I just had that realization this past weekend as well, um, because I am the exact same way. If I can understand it from your perspective, um, I release, well, I thought I released it, but I'm definitely repressing it. It just feels, it doesn't feel comfortable or right to sit in that anger for any period of time if I have any understanding of why the thing that happened happened. I think that that's a direct, what I'm, what I'm really feeling to be true is that that is a direct result of us as children, not having our feelings validated and in 100%. Yeah. And our parents telling us their feelings and why their feelings were truth and why our feelings were not important in that moment. It was like, not, you know, um, I think we still do that as adults, yes. carry it over. We absolutely do. Let's do it. Let's, let's talk. Let's do one on anger. Let's really talk about that. I think that's an, I think that's really important. And I think it will be hilarious because uh, I don't know that we'll be able to speak. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say, maybe, maybe it's a hot tea episode. Say that again. What's that? Maybe that's an episode where we each have some hot tea or something. Yes. Yeah. And I do I want to honey or lemon. Yes. Um, this is so the three cards I pulled earlier when when you first started talking are sequential and I feel like it would be a good way to end because check it out I these are um moonlight cards by Tatiana something I can't pronounce but you can find them on hashtag uh, moonlight underscore oracle my guess is on Instagram and, uh, and the cards are this, the first one is universal love and it says choose love. And it's a woman literally holding her heart. And then after that, you guys, this is like, oh, this is where we're at right now. It's beautiful. After that's the selenite card where this woman is protecting herself in selenite. She's in a circle of selenite. And then after that, it's a woman that's meditating and we're also seeing her from different angles. So it's the same woman from different angles. The third card excuse me, the second card, selenite. And then underneath that, it says purification, moon magic, energy shield. So specifically shielding ourselves. And then the third one is waxing crescent moon initiative. Is that how you say that word? (laughs) Make a wish, make a wish and make a plan. So how, okay. That takes me back to the wolf dream because to me, the downloads that I got when you were talking And these cards right now are making it clear to me that where I'm at personally is a, is a big reflection of where a lot of people are at collectively, which is huge message. You guys, this is coming through. I want to scream it, but I actually have my sound, my input sound turned up really loudly. So I'm (laughs) trying not say it too loud. We cannot move forward if we don't protect ourselves because we won't be walking into the place we're trying to get to. It is incredibly important for us to stop and be able to experience love in the way that it's meant to be experienced as a receiving of that vibration, being open to receiving love, and then grounding ourselves, like Megan was talking about, like really grounding yourself with whatever tool and exercises you have, shielding yourself, and now I'm thinking of myself surrounded by the wolves, 
And then from there, make a wish and make a plan, but you do not move you guys. So you sit and you have the wolves surround you and they are your protection. And you decide what you want in the snow, in the lotus position with the wolves around you. And then just like Burning Man, you watch the watermelon appear. Someone's going to like run to you with a plate of watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) But Oh, this, I'm, I'm literally wanting to scream this. It's kind of making me a little manic because I'm hearing how strong, how, how important it is right now. Like if we, if I didn't, if the wolves were not there to stop me from walking forward, then that, that thing that I'm going out and seeking, I'm having to seek it and find it. And I may find not only the thing that I'm looking for, but something I'm really not looking for just because my energy is scattered. Whereas if we stay put and really harness and cultivate and ground, we can have a pointed focus that allows that magnification to happen where our wishes can be fulfilled in the way that they haven't been before because we don't, we're not harnessing all of our power. That feels very resonant to me. It feels so strong. Um, and just as you were talking, I was almost basically in a trance, just feeling the energy. Oh, yeah, I think that, um, well, I think you and I are both picking up on people really feeling this again. Um I love this. So I hope everyone understands that the way that you feel when you hear some of what we say is the way that we feel when we say what we're saying. And the beauty of being able to co-create in that way with you, with every people that are listening in that moment is to me, like, I didn't even know, I didn't know that having that kind of expansion and feeling was possible. It's really beautiful. It feels to me like creating, um, like a collective conscious grid network in the mental sphere. And, uh, and I think that a lot of us are going through this. So yeah, please protect yourself, please protect yourself. But, but it's also okay if you don't, cause there's no shoulds, nothing's a should, but if you want something, if there's like something that you want, and you're trying to magnify it, then there are very specific tools that you can implement, like what we talked about to help you with that. But also free will, like you can just sit on the couch and eat potatoes and you're still a good person. Eat potatoes. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you can eat potatoes. You're still a good person if you eat potatoes. You don't get chips. You just get raw, potato. raw potatoes. They're not even cooked. You're just, you're just mainlining a potato. Oh my God. You know no. what? I would judge someone initially. So I think that does work. You can. And and now the next time I, I, if I were to ever come across someone eating a potato, I'll, mm-hmm. I will honor them and accept it. I had a professor one time, not to get completely off track, but I had a professor that used to eat, um, uh, bell peppers in class as he was giving lectures as though they were apples. Sorry about that siren. One second, let me close my door. My husband can do that. I'll, I will be cutting up vegetables for dinner and he will just come in and eat all of the raw vegetables like they are candy. He eats, your husband eats raw vegetables like candy? Yeah, so any sort of bell pepper, onions, uh, jalapenos, mostly peppers. He loves peppers. Mushrooms, he loves raw, which I love mushrooms cooked mushrooms raw mushrooms have never been my my favorite thing but he will eat like a whole handful radish oh he loves radish 
I like that though. That's really healthy. I wish, um, I eat candy like candy <laughs> and I don't eat vegetables the way that, uh, my body would like me to. So, oh, okay. I'm glad we're talking about this. You guys, you guys, you guys. Wow. Okay. I, I have a hard time with this in my life too. What we put into our body matters. It matters. It matters so much. Um, it's important for us to be eating foods right now that, ab- what is this message that absorbs sunlight? It's important for us to be eating foods right now that absorb sunlight. And it's okay. This is a message for you guys. It's important for us to be eating food that absorbs sunlight as its nutrient. And it's important for us to be spending time in the sun, not just spending mindless time in the sun, but to be absorbing the sunlight, recognizing that it is us. And that when we're, when we're consuming these raw vegetables, like your husband does, that it is us. And, you know, me eating caramel M&Ms last night, that's a very different experience for my body than eating, you know, a piece of broth. What if you just like put them in the sun and let them absorb it? (gasps) (laughs) Uh, I feel personally called out by that because my doctor, um, the last time I talked to her, I have a vitamin D deficiency after my surgery and, um, she, because my levels are consistently really low, despite what we're doing, um, I'm just not processing it correctly. But she said, for the love of God, can you please just go outside and stand in the sun without sunscreen for like 10 minutes a day, please? It's so important right now. Um, the and, and it's not just so that your body can absorb vitamin D. And this is all what I'm about to say right now is my personal opinion and perspective. And for some reason, I feel the need to like give a disclaimer, right? Because I don't want uh, people hating me because I'm still working through that trauma because they don't agree with what I say. It's so funny. But um, the sun is consciousness. It is where we come from. It is where we we return to it. We are light. The thing that allows us to be a conscious being operating in this world is not the body that we live in. That is the vehicle that allows consciousness to express. The body is the vehicle that allows consciousness to express itself in the 3D reality. The fuel for that vehicle that lets it run is life force energy. What that life force energy consists of is the sun. We are the sun, the sun is us. So when we cut ourselves off from the sun, we are also cutting ourselves off from our vital energy source that is the closest match to our soul. Um, what I'm being told right now, just for you, Megan, if you're not going to spend time in the sun, the closest second best is to spend time around fire. Um, because energetically, fire harnesses a lot of the same qualities as the sun. And so in terms of your spirit, not necessarily your physical health, but in terms of your spirit, it can also be very helpful to spend time around flame, like appreciating fire, like, like looking at the flame and really doing a meditation with it. But, um, I have been in the sun. I've been doing it. Okay, good. (laughs) Are you sunburned? No, I am getting a little bit tan though, compared to how pale I was after a year of not being in the sun. Yeah, I think, and I think that's a big part of, uh, of this whole gigantic spiritual awakening that happened in 2020 too, is people being, not getting that, not getting that, you know, necessary nutrient that they need, which is source energy, you know? Um, I've been spending a lot of time in the sun and I don't usually do it. And I've noticed that 
there is a level of exhale or like a, like a degree of exhale that can happen when you are being bathed in sun or when you are out like in nature in a way that's very difficult to access when you're surrounded by cement and furniture and, you know, things that are created by humans. Yes, absolutely. And I've been really enjoying meditating in nature. Where do you meditate in nature? Where, like, is, but like, what is, um, that's not, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't word that correctly. <laughs> like, when I meditate, when I like to meditate in nature, what I'll do is I'll sit uh, in it by a tree and I will, um, I swear every time the trees have messages, but like, what's your favorite part about when you do meditate outside? So when I meditate outside, I often feel really connected with all of the the living things around me. So it's like I can feel myself being one with all of the ants and all of the different plants and the birds and everything that's around me. I can feel that connection between them. Let, yeah. I feel the like the like that cord that connects all things together. Yes. And I, I also feel it's a lot easier to ground for me if I'm on ground. You know, just talking about it truly to me is even um, calming my energy down a bit. Like thinking about being I know, I, just thinking about it, I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit less manic. You guys, I'm going to well in the in the um I, I can't do words today, I swear. Uh <laughs> Might as well continue. No words, to only vibes. The the manic ladder. I'm going to um, Oregon tomorrow. I'm driving to Oregon tomorrow. Uh, Jensen and I, my partner, love of my life, we're going to Oregon to plan a retreat that's happening in August, and it is man. There is something about the Oregon coast, which isn't even where we're going. But the last time we were there, we went up the Oregon coast and the green, I just kind of want to describe it for people listening in case they've been affected by our mania. Um, the way, the way that nature can be in some of these places is just so magical. Like the Oregon Cascade region, there was a uh, one drive that I went on where I was within uh, three or four breathtaking waterfalls that looked like it was straight out of the Lord of the Rings within a 30 minute drive from one another. And you get to these places and it's like, people don't even exist anymore and everything. Okay. Here's why I wanted to talk about this. It's a full circle moment. Remember earlier when we were talking about money and how we didn't know what that would look like. Yeah. Where you said you didn't know what it would look like. And I basically said, well, it looks like burning man with less dust. Um, was, was my point. I think it looks like nature because when you go into these, when you go, when you walk into a forest. Oh, it, all of the animals don't have currency and yet they're able to provide for one another. So uh, a tree needs someone to plant it somewhere else and the squirrel needs the nut. They all just provide for one another in a very, I'm blanking on the word, but. I literally blanked on the word uh, earlier when I was filming uh, re reciprocal. Reciprocal, harmonious something. 
Uh, and, um, but like equal give and take. Yes. Uh, symbiotic as well. Symbiotic for sure. Right. I think that's the definition of that, but, um, yeah, it looks like that. And, and earlier when you were saying that you, when you meditate, you see the connection between all things. Wow. You've got, oh my gosh, the channel is open today. I tell you what, um, that's what it is. That's the take home message that, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. That the blocks we have in place that are based on the programming that we were raised with for generations and generations and generations are the very thing that are preventing us from connecting in to that oneness that allows for that ecosystem to build in a way that doesn't require structures like money. So disconnecting is just going to be reconnecting to the way things have always been before money was created. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I am looking forward to it and hopefully being part of it. Me too, right? I, I get those messages and I'm like, spirit, are we talking five years or are we talking 200 years? <laughs> and then spirit says, we, we will just be there when it's time for us to be there. Yeah, that's exactly, that's the message is you're eternal. So why does it matter? Well, because uh, I want it now. That's why. <laughs> that's the programming talking though. Yeah. And every moment is now. So no matter what, it will always be available. It's just such a trip. But yeah. Okay. So protect yourself. I kind of want to do a little recap because I feel like we covered so much today. Yes. Do you remember sequentially like what? Um, um, I know that we feel started your feelings. Yeah. Uh, it's okay to be high and low at the same time. Just tune in, protect yourself. If you feel called to, um, ground, if you feel called to, um, maybe do it in nature because apparently that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and that last bit was, um, recognize that we're not moving away from something, but towards something else. And that that all happens through really being present in the here and now and grounding yourself in that energy and in that protection so that you're literally a magnet as opposed to going out. I keep seeing myself surrounded by these wolves again. It's like everything. Maybe you should do a grounding exercise or a shielding exercise where you're actually using wolves visually. I feel like it's, yeah, a thousand percent. And I also feel like the way that that dream was, it's such an easy image for me to go back to. I almost wonder if it's just sort of an instant shield. Um, but also for the collective, like right now I'm thinking of the collective and placing the collective in that energy, which is you are grounded and stable and powerful and you have beings from higher frequencies that cannot be touched by anything on this planet that are surrounding you in all four directions throughout space time you know, beyond the limits and scope of your imagination. And that always, always, always what you desire, you desire because it is available to you. If you, if it wasn't a, a possibility, if it wasn't available, you wouldn't desire it in the first place. And all of this is about getting that thing we desire and then having a recalibration of what we desire now that we have that thing and then seeking out that new thing. So it's, it's all a, a forward moving thing, but we're learning how to instead doing it, like to do it from a fixed place of being protected and being grounded and being stable as opposed to outward seeking. 
And that's my blessing to all of you for the shielding of the wolves. <laughs> the shielding of the wolves. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, me too. Heavy energy. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say heavy energy this week. And like, uh, everyone just have so much. It's so easy to say and so hard to do because I'm literally in this myself. Have so much compassion for yourself because it is hard what we're doing and it doesn't have to be hard, but it often is. And it's all good. It's all good. That's all. <laughs> it is. It's all good. So thank you guys very, very much for being here with us. Um, quite literally, because it's unlike anything else, but we can definitely feel you here with us, understanding and participating. Um, so thank you currently. And thank you in the future. We're really glad to have you here. Absolutely. And check out, um, do you want to say, check out Woo Community? Yes. Check out the Woo Community um, at thewoocommunity.com if you would like to be part of um, that community. You can check me out personally at megaruski.com and on to you. Yeah. And you can find me at Instagram. I am all things Woo. I also have a TikTok, all things Woo. Oh, sorry. That's all underscore things underscore Woo. And you can book personal readings with me. And I also co-host retreats. We're doing one in Oregon in August. And you can find us at stillnessretreat.com. I do that with my partner, Jensen Curtis. And that's that's it for today, I think. It's so funny, you guys. We thought we were going to talk for a short amount of time. That's not what happened. I love this so much. It's truly, it's like... It's amazing. It's so uh, much fun. I don't know anything that feels this good. Yes, I'm right yeah. there with you. It, it's something that I'm really looking forward to. So uh, thank you guys. Have a wonderful day. And I hope that you're all doing well. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.